Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. Let's jump into this conversation because I want to talk about pitfalls. And this is something that I think every homeschool mom, um, again, we need to know like, okay, what are the pitfalls that we can avoid so that we don't fall into them? Because we want to learn from those who have gone before us and they have maybe fallen into these pits and they're Mm -hmm. saying, no, 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 don't do this. Don't make Mm -hmm. it harder than it needs to be. Um, So you've homeschooled six kids. Yes. Um, Talk to us about these pitfalls. Well, I want to talk to you about one particular pitfall, and um, I think it's a sneaky little pitfall. Um, And it's this idea of success, okay? We all want to make something of ourselves that is, um, we want to be somebody. We want our children to be successful and to be somebody too. Uh, And all of our efforts are uh, engaged in training our kids, raising our kids so that they can actually be somebody. Um, One of the unique snares, I think, of homeschooling is that we sometimes conflate this idea of our success with our kids' success. Um, And um, this isn't just ultimately at the end of the homeschooling project. um, If our our little Johnny gets a a good paying job and is really successful out there in the world, it it reflects well on us. But it also, um, it corrupts the homeschooling process itself mm-hmm. right from the start. Um, uh, if Johnny gets an A, we get an A. If Johnny fails, we fail. Uh, the proof is in the pudding, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, can you see how this kind of conflation muddies um, the already difficult waters of the homeschooling journey? Right, yes. Um, how appropriate is it for Johnny to carry the burden of making his mother successful? Isn't his desire to make himself successful heavy enough? Right. And what about that thing, success? What is success? Anyway, um, the world would have us believe that it lies in our bank account, and maybe you don't buy that. Uh, Maybe you believe it has something to do with influence or respect or your work. Um, As long as your understanding of success is attached to your work, your work is going to drive you. Um, You're going to get on a hamster wheel, and you're going to run yourself to death, and you're going to crack a whip behind your children as they run too, faster, faster, harder, harder. But what if you're wrong and success isn't actually tied to our work? Now, I'm not suggesting that work is insignificant or that diligence isn't important. Um, The Bible connects work with our daily bread as a necessity. But I'm talking about something more fundamental than that. Um, I'm getting at this conflation of success um, with being somebody. I'm talking about the cultural assumption that we are what we do continually. Um, But what if identity doesn't actually come from our doings? What if our identity is, is rooted in something else? Mm. Um, what if our identity is rooted in something so much more fundamental uh, than anything that we would um, turn our hands to? Um, There's a poet, a 17th century poet, John Milton, who wrestles with the idea of success and identity in a very short 14-line sonnet uh, that that we refer to as the sonnet on his blindness. Um, Milton himself went blind in middle age long before he'd ever written his English epic, Paradise Lost. And he asks the question in this 14-line poem, um, how is he, a poet seer, supposed to write blind? And is God going to punish him for failing to produce in darkness? Um, He asks it this way. He says, does God exact day labor, light denied? And he follows that up by saying he asks this question fondly, 
Um, uh, if you know anything about the 17th century language, fondly doesn't mean affectionately, it means foolishly. Mm. <laughs> so he says, does God exact day labor light denied? I foolishly ask. And then he puts in the mouth of patience personified an answer. He says, but patience to prevent that murmur soon replies, God doth not need either man's work or his own gifts. Who best bear his mild yoke, they serve him best. His state is kingly. Thousands at his bidding speed in post or land and ocean without rest. They also serve who only stand and wait. What does he say? He says, God doesn't need your work, John. He's a king after all, and the earth is his. He has legions of angels to do his bidding, and they're at his beck and call. But don't worry. They also serve who only stand and wait on the Lord. Doing isn't being, Milton's patience replies. Identity and success are not tied to our work. These things have more to do with our creator than with our behavior, which is in my opinion, the greatest relief I know to reduce the stress associated with the project of a homeschooling. Know this, your children are not construction projects whose oh. future depends on, uh, on the skill of you, their craftsmen. Um, your kids are individuals. They're created by God and this God knows them and has plans from their for their lives. He has plans for their lives. He is the master maker and they were, as you were, known and loved before they ever drew their first breath. Your children's identity and your identity, identity itself is rooted in Christ Jesus, who created all things and who holds all things together. Um, the Bible says that in Him, we live and move and have our being. Um, the scriptures make it really clear that, that true success comes from knowing Him, His condescension in the incarnation, His perfect life, His imposition on our behalf, His gory and vicarious death that we just celebrated recently, and His glorious suggestive resurrection. He, Jesus, is the life and the light and the truth and the Lord. And simply standing in His presence at the ready, waiting, is success. Wow. Everything is gift. Everything is grace. And when we know this, that our identity and success are hidden in Christ Jesus, whose intentions were made known to us in his loving life and gracious death, then our activities cease to enslave us. Um, teaching, the process of teaching our kids loses its power to name us. Our children's performance in classes ceases to name them or us by extension. But instead, um, these classes, these activities become opportunities just to discover more about God and the world that He made. Um, they become opportunities to rejoice in God's good gifts, um, the gifts that, and to discover the gifts that He intends to make of us and our children to our communities. Um, and the gift of this usefulness in His kingdom will actually be to us and to others. This is joy. I mean, imagine the tenor of a homeschool day that is not actually driven by a list, right. um, that doesn't have behind it the force of success or failure, right? Of naming you a yeah. success or a failure. Um, imagine approaching the subjects not as tyrants to be mastered that will eventually name you, but rather um, as windows into the nature of reality and the good and loving God who fathered it all. Uh, That's a game so changer. Good. Oh, it is such a game changer. Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. 
And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. 